0: The reading is Luke chapter 1, verses 67 through 79. <clears throat> then his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke this prophecy. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has looked favorably on his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a mighty Savior for us in the house of his servant David, as he spoke through the mouth of his holy prophets from of old that we would be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us. Thus he has shown the mercy promised to our ancestors and has remembered his holy covenant, the oath that he swore to our ancestor Abraham to grant us that we, being rescued from the hands of our enemies, might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all of our days. The Word of God for the people of God. Be God. <laughs> Please be seated. <clears throat> We've begun a sermon series now called the Songs of the Season. Of course, singing is a big part of Christmas and celebrating Advent, but In the next few weeks, we'll be focusing on the songs that we read in Scripture that pertain to Advent and Christmas. So today, we're looking at the song of Zechariah. We will eventually look at the song of Mary, the songs of the angels, and the song of Simeon. But it's always good on the first Sunday of Advent, as a Baptist people, to get our bearings and to remind ourselves of what Advent is. Baptists are... Some johnny Come latelys when it comes to celebrating Advent. It's something we've taken on a little bit more lately. It's not as much a part of our tradition as some other faith traditions. And so as a reminder, Advent is a season of preparation and expectation for the coming of the Christ child. Advent itself is different from Christmas. In many ways, we are not celebrating Christmas yet. We are preparing for the celebration of Christmas. And if you look around, you might be asking, well, what are we waiting for? It's clearly here. Look at this beautiful sanctuary. By the way, thank you to our volunteers who have beautified our sanctuary for this Advent and Christmas season. So Advent may not be Christmas, it is a season of preparation. It is also a time of expectant waiting, anticipating not just the birth of Christ on December 25th, but the second Advent, the return of Christ when Christ returns and reconciles all things unto himself. Today we sang two out of the four Advent hymns in our Baptist hymnal. O come thou long-expected Jesus... And O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Joy to the World is actually a Christmas hymn, although you'll notice a line in there that says, Let every heart, what? Prepare him room. So we're still talking about preparation. Some Christian traditions take this preparation an extra step. Was anyone part of a family that did not put up their Christmas tree until Christmas Eve growing up? Anybody? Okay, good. Got a lot of badness in the room. There you are, Karen. I see you. We put our tree up on the day of Thanksgiving, right? That's how most of us do or the day after the weekend after some of you may leave it up all year long, I don't know. But many traditions used to wait until Christmas Eve evening to put the Christmas tree up because it's not Christmas yet until the sun goes down on December 24th. That's why you sometimes watch in movies, you'll see families decorating the Christmas tree on December 24th, and you'll say, they should have done that a few weeks ago. But they're observing Advent. Some churches take a hard stance in making sure that Christians celebrate that appropriately. Many churches won't allow a nativity on church grounds until December 24th. Uh, 24th, Lori and others, thank you for our beautiful nativity display out in the front of the church to help us prepare for Christmas. And so it makes sense, as much as we may not do that, it makes sense that if you are anticipating something, you don't celebrate until that day. That would be like your presence under the tree being open under the tree, and you just get to look at them for 24 days, right? You know what's coming. I confess to having joined in the spirit of hardcore adventing when I first got out of seminary, because when you graduate from seminary, you know everything. So the first couple of churches that I pastored, I did something that I quite frankly regret. I went to my music ministers and said, we're not singing Christmas carols to December 24th. Because it's Advent. It's not Christmas yet. They were kind to indulge me and said, okay, yeah, I get it. We'll, We'll go with that. That was not my best decision. It was not my best decision. I I think not just my music ministers, but the churches were a little bummed out because they weren't allowed to celebrate Christmas as long as I was going to pastor there. Once again, the idea might make sense. And yes, if Advent is about expectant waiting, there are some things we must wait for. But based on that feedback that's something I'll likely never do again and to be honest I don't think that the idea was very helpful. In other words putting off the Christmas carols until December 24th I don't believe helped us anticipate Christmas any more than we could have if you want my honest take on it. David Loos, the former president of Lutheran Theological Seminary and now pastor in Minnesota says this he says there's no way around it I know I shouldn't be listening to Christmas music yet, but I realized a few years ago that what I actually like best about Christmas is getting ready for it. He said, don't get me wrong, I love the day itself so much that in our family, we actually try to keep all 12 days of Christmas But what I like even more is the anticipation, putting up lights, Advent devotions, lighting the wreath, preparing cards, buying wrapping gifts, putting up the tree, getting out familiar Christmas decorations, and playing Christmas music. Now this is a Lutheran pastor, and this is quite a brave statement to make in a tradition that celebrates Advent in a hardcore sense, so to say. Some Advent purists would take major issue with this outlook. But what David Lowe says, I think I've come to that point as well, is that we can still gain a sense of anticipation for the coming of the Christ child, even when we celebrate a little early, can't we? I don't think it's entirely out of bounds, by the way, with what we hear in the Scriptures today. Today, we hear the song of Zechariah, and it's just a quick refresher. Zechariah is married to Elizabeth, a relative of Mary, who is the mother of Jesus. And Zechariah and Elizabeth were well beyond childbearing. If that sounds familiar to an Old Testament story, it should, it's a very similar course of events. The angel Gabriel visited Zechariah and said they would be with with child, that the wife would bear a child who would eventually become the prophet preparing the way for the Christ, John the Baptist. And Zechariah said, how can this happen, Gabriel? We are well beyond our years to bear children. And because of his doubt and questioning the messenger of God, the angel Gabriel struck this prophet and priest mute until these events would see fulfillment. And so until the time when John was born, this priest was not able to speak. Can you imagine me not being able to talk? It's horrifying. This priest also couldn't talk. At this time, however, when John was born and taken for the t- to the temple for a dedication, Zechariah's speech was restored. And so he gave a prophecy. He gave us a song that we read today. And so coming back to this notion of Advent celebration versus Christmas celebration, we can see in today's passage that God has already brought the work of salvation to the world and that Christ is coming to perfect it. In this passage, we read that we don't have to wait to celebrate the things God is doing in the world around us, we can anticipate a time when all things will be fulfilled, but the celebration does not have to wait until then. If you didn't quite catch it, Zechariah is speaking about what will come with the birth of John the Baptist and what he will do in his ministry. But Zechariah is also saying that God's redemptive purposes have already begun. God's people are being redeemed. Mercy is falling on us even now. So, in many ways, Zechariah is saying, Start the celebration now because good things have come and more good things are on the way. We've come full circle. Zechariah proclaims that God's salvation is already here. He says, You've seen it. God's people have been liberated. God's people have been rescued. You've seen it in the promise to Abraham and fulfilled in the Exodus. Salvation can be experienced here and now as we anticipate the advent of the Messiah. I think in many ways that's what the Christian life is all about. Salvation is offered to us today through Jesus Christ but we also know that Christ is still working in the world and that things are still being perfected and the world is still being redeemed and we are still being reconciled unto Christ. And so during this Advent season, we throw this phrase around called the already, but not yet. Christ has already come. Christ has come to save us and set us free from our sins. And yet that work is still going on. And that work is still being perfected in us. It's already here, but it's not yet complete. It's a phrase that implies that Christ's kingdom has already been initiated around us. There's no waiting for us anymore because Christ was born of the Virgin Mary and entered into earthly ministry, teaching and showing the truths of the kingdom of God. He was crucified, buried, and resurrected, and sits at the right hand of the Father. And we celebrate this reality every week at First Baptist Church, even now in this season of anticipating Christmas Day. But we also know that Christ's work has yet to see its final fulfillment. And so throughout the next month, we may be hearing stories or singing songs or reading scriptures about the second coming of Christ. We will be reflecting on the excitement and the anticipation that all things will be reconciled and all things will be made new when Christ returns. And so this season has dual purpose, to anticipate the coming of the Christ child, but also to anticipate Christ's glorious second coming for which we all anticipate and build excitement for. And so what I would ask of you now, does the fact that we anticipate Christ's second coming stop us from living out and seeing the kingdom of God realized in our church and community even now? Absolutely not. And that's a stance that some Christians have taken, by the way. They read the Sermon on the Mount and they'll say, yeah, that... That'll come true someday when Christ returns. Or we'll read Christ's words on healing or loving our enemy or bringing peace and working for peace, feeding the poor, giving of all of our resources for the poor, and we'll say, yeah, that'll that'll be really good someday. Yeah, in heaven, I'm looking forward to all of that. That's not how this Christian life works. If you have been saved by the blood of Jesus, you celebrate now and you seek to initiate the kingdom of God in your church and in the world around you as a foretaste of glory divine. Every day we strive to live the life which Zechariah sings of in today's scripture. We celebrate Christ's redemption knowing that redemption still must find its completion in us. We celebrate salvation and mercy knowing that we still have work to do in God's kingdom. We celebrate the fact that God rescues us from our sins and our burdens knowing that there is still work to do. We celebrate that we have been given the opportunity to serve Christ without fear knowing that we can still do better. We reflect on the holiness and righteousness handed down by Christ, knowing that Christ calls us to be more holy and more righteous each day. We celebrate the light coming forth in the darkness. Christ has already come, and yet we are being reminded that there are still candles to be lit. As we anticipate the second coming of Christ. We anticipate the fullness of God's kingdom. We anticipate that day when these realities are made complete. And so in that respect, we live the incarnation of Christ right here, right now. So as you hang lights, assuming you haven't done it already, some of you may have, as you hang lights and read Advent devotions and write cards, buy and wrap gifts, play Christmas music, watch... Christmas movies, we remember that there is still work to do. Christmas is not yet here on the calendar. The second coming of Jesus is not yet here. But that doesn't stop us from living out the hope, the peace, and the love, and the joy that we anticipate while we celebrate this Advent season. So I challenge you, don't turn off your Christmas carols. Don't keep your tree put away until Christmas Eve. Celebrate the fact that Christ is among us and Christ is doing a good thing in this church and in this world and that new creation is bursting forth all around us. But keep that spirit of anticipation and of hope lit in your heart.